a new episode of the UPSC Prep Decoded, a podcast by the Abhyankar's IS for UPSC aspirants so that you can study on the go. This is our 29th episode and I am your host, Shreya. For the benefit of our new listeners and as a recap for our regular listeners, over the last 28 episodes, we have covered a variety of topics from how to tackle various aspects of the exam to current affairs of importance, from specific topics like the GS4 ethics paper, to a broad discussion on healthcare economics and more, as well as a series of in conversation with, with, as well as a series of in conversation with, with a variety of experts from across fields. Now we bring you an important topic under environment for GS paper three. This episode is the first in a series where we will be discussing various facets of climate change. Today's topic is India's journey towards tackling climate change. First things first, what exactly is climate change? A generic definition says it is the periodic modification of Earth's climate that is taking place due to the changes in the atmosphere, as well as interactions between the atmosphere and various other geological, chemical, biological, a variety of natural factors have affected the climate over a period of thousands to millions of years but certain anthropogenic factors and mainly the carbon rich fossil fuel burning, which started during the industrial revolution of the 1750s and is continuing till today has warmed the globe by about two degrees affecting all life on earth. In conversation with our director and mentor, Asha Abhyankar. Welcome to this episode, sir. Thanks a lot, Shreya. I think what we're going to be talking today is not only one that has present ramifications but also has huge impact for future generations so um let's let's just get started Shreya. what questions do you have from a variety of listeners and students yes sir so we have a lot of questions we try to collate them all together the first question is very basic sir why is climate change relevant to india and what are the potential effects of climate change in india absolutely you see long ago the extreme disparities that we had seen with regard to nature, they were blamed solely on nature's vagaries. But now science has established that human-induced climate change is a very major factor and a major role player as far as the impacts on climate change that you can see. So for starters, climate change could be caused by emissions from industries, uh, other human activity that's making the world warmer, disrupting rainfall patterns, increasing the frequency of extreme weather events, and More importantly, you see, no country is immune to these forces. What actually creates the segregation between different nations is the degree of vulnerability. Just to run you through some statistics, in 2018-19, as many as 2,400 Indians lost their lives to extreme weather events, floods, cyclones. And this is data that has come from the Environment Ministry itself. Now, the IND always says that these events are increasing in both frequency and intensity. Extreme events uh, may be the most tangible and immediate impact of climate change. But another more long-term and equally dangerous effect is rising temperatures. So India has witnessed an increase in about 0.5 to 0.6 degrees Celsius between 1901 to 1910 and between 2009 to 2018. And at an annual level, this may seem trivial, but projections deeper paint a future picture that is a very, very alarming one. So the World Bank, for one, estimates that if climate change continues unhindered, the average temperatures in India could rise as high as 
29.1 degrees Celsius by the end of the century. Now, when you look at the effects of climate change, you have seen that certain pockets in India have become much hotter. So you see parts of Rajasthan, Gujarat, Tamil Nadu, uh, the Northeast, where you are actually seeing huge impacts of climate change, whether they be in the form of uh, urban flooding or droughts, whether they be in uh, the incidence of uh, forest fire or melting of glaciers. So India is having a wide variety of impacts of climate change. And with high number of populations um, in India living at a marginal or below poverty line, you realize that the impacts of this climate change make these populations extremely vulnerable. And this vulnerability is one that affects or rather cross cuts through all dimensions of life. So when we are trying to understand climate change and we're trying to understand its effects, the effects are going to be more disastrous for countries like India, because like I mentioned to you earlier, it would be very difficult to protect and safeguard these vulnerable populations that are not only living, you know, exposed lives to impacts of climate change, but are also directly dependent on the environment and its resource for their livelihoods. All right. So that really gave us an insight into the gravity of the situation, especially for a densely populated country like India. Moving on to the next question. For India, the fight against climate change must align with other objectives, including combating devastating air pollution and promoting energy independence. How can we rope in climate resilient technology, sir? This, this is a very, very pertinent question. You see, because when you look at climate resilient technologies, uh, like we discussed in the earlier question, there are large number of rural, marginal and poor households that are directly dependent on the environment and its resources for purposes of livelihood. So you see that most of the rural households in India have been relying on polluting energy sources like firewood, kerosene for their daily cooking and lighting needs. Uh, you realize that women and children are being exposed to this indoor pollution, which is having harmful health effects. As a result of that, you see that the role of communities is very, very critical to ensuring that capacity building and entrepreneurship activities can actually become a part of life of community-led development in rural India. So currently, if you see, there are multiple NGOs, um, self-help groups um, that are working. So Swayam Prayog is one of the NGOs that is doing some brilliant work with ensuring that women can be provided a complete ecosystem approach as clean energy um, and clean technology users, educators, providers, and supporters in their communities, which makes it easier, which makes it more accessible for people to adopt technology, uh, to adopt effective energy mechanisms and products that actually address climate change. Now, to just take this you know, question slightly further, there are multiple states in India that have tried to run their own models, whether they be for water conservation. Now, um, just to elaborate on this further, you have the state government of Maharashtra that had launched the Jalyuk Shivar Abhiyan, a project with the objective of making the state drought free and you know just to you know have a quick recap for our or you know a, like a just go down memory lane maharashtra has been one of the states that has witnessed the highest number of farmer suicides in the country so this project um, um you know has the basic aim of looking at about 5000 villages free of water scarcity every year and at the same time deepening and widening of streams construction of cement and earthen stock dams 
working on nalas digging of farm ponds and we have seen a good private collaboration in this program like the huge involvement of the tata trust that have been working for the rejuvenation of streams and rivers uh, in rotting regions like maharashtra of maharashtra like vidarbha through the sukhi balraja initiative which was a very very targeted kind of approach with the government of maharashtra and the tata trust and what they are basically ensuring here is that it's not only a mechanism of water conservation or making water available available through irrigation but it's also allowing for resilient technologies in agriculture they are enable enabling farmers to actually grow a second crop which they weren't able to do earlier it's helping them raise their incomes and is building a you know an um ecosystem of entrepreneurship and trying to focus on building agriculture as an industry so generally when you look at climate change and when you look at um, its its impact on communities i believe that if you are able to use more decentralized models you are able to have more functional kind of technologies in areas depending according to their their geography their climate of uh, the water availability i believe that having customized solutions rather than just having you know overarching policies that are focusing on one size fits all concept is the road forward to ensuring that these kind of smaller pilot projects show some success um, they can be scaled up was slightly higher level and then perhaps implemented in different parts of the country that are facing problems similar in nature all right so that was very informative some new points i have learned today uh, about the uh, connection between community involvement and energy independence sir so to sum up our entire conversation today a very important question how can the climate change policy work for a better future for india this is a very very important question shreya because most of our energies are exhausted in either evaluating the past or criticizing the present so if we can map out a project and have a vision for a future i think a community led development with multi stakeholder involvement is actually going to help to fasten this process and you know the, the best road forward so just a quick run up is our challenges are insurmountable we are a densely populated tropical developing country and we are facing consequences of climate change more aggressively than any other countries um, you know in the same pool so when you look at climate change it is a global phenomena but local consequences are drastic so there are both internal and external dimensions to india's climate change policy which primarily has been articulated through two key documents one is the national action plan on climate change that was adopted on you know in june of 2008 and the other is india's intended nationally determined commitments that have been submitted to the un framework convention on climate change somewhere around 2015 so the napcc has essentially a domestic focus and the indc is a statement of intent on the climate change action that has been announced in the run up to the paris climate change summit that was held in 2015 of, of december so we are focusing on india's vision of a ecologically sustainable development steps that have to be taken to implement it and most of this has been done in the backdrop of eight national missions that have been spelled out in the nap double c now the need for the interrelated policy and coordinated action 
however was realized much later and came in only through the sustainable development goals the 17 sustainable development goals of the united nations so india's national missions are basically on solar energy enhancing of energy efficiency creating a very sustainable urban habitat conservation of water sustaining the fragile, the absolutely fragile himalayan ecosystem and creating a green india through expanded forests making agriculture sustainable and creating a strategic knowledge platform for serving of all these national missions so with that in mind one of the most important features is to ensure that you see under of course the the principle of common but differentiated responsibility and respective capabilities the idea is to enable developing countries like india through international financial support and technology transfer to accelerate its shift towards a future of renewable and clean energy so most of these missions climate change initiatives commitments under the paris summit on climate change the focus of programs like the um, international solar alliance and uh, with of course implementing um, the national solar mission in this country which has achieved success beyond measure well before a 10 year target are the roles forward for countries like india they are also important because india becomes a role model for the developing world to try and adhere to commitments or uh, stick to strategies and focus on a combined shared safe and um, sustainable future great sir the linking of the sdgs with our national missions was a very critical point in this so that's about it sir thank you for your time and patience to answer all our questions so comprehensively i am sure our listeners have gained a lot from this discussion i myself definitely have dear listeners your inputs feedbacks suggestions and most importantly our questions are extremely valuable to us keep sending them in and we will try our best to address them we continue this theme for the next episode in the series if you like this episode please show us some love by hitting the like button we are now available on major streaming platforms apple podcast google podcast spotify we also have a facebook page and instagram handle and a twitter handle all by the name of abhyankar's is visit our website and to get in touch with us our email id is info at abhyankarias.com so that's it for today folks see you in a week's time stay safe stay wise and have a great day